In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The CIA secretly funded the medical experiments through a front in New York City called, of all things, the Society for the Protection of Human Ecology. There's a lot of misinformation, disinformation, and outright lies. We have some problems over here right now. We might have a hijack over here, too. This is a conspiracy indoctrination program. Co-Induct-Pro. In this broadcast, we will be examining the strange, deranged, unexplained, and unsolved. Some topics will be rooted in conspiracy, others shrouded in mystery. Connections will be made and agendas exposed. So prepare your mind, because the indoctrination begins now. What up? Nice. Nice. Oh, forgot somebody's <laughs> mic. Fucking out of here. Did I, you hit that. Did I hit it? You didn't hit it. <laughs> and we're live. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Conspiracy Indoctrination Program, Co-Indoc Pro, Episode 39. We are your hosts. I'm Jake. Luke. The other Jake. We'd like to thank the sponsors for this show. Officially, unofficially, Liquid Death. <laughs> Liquid D. Myers Meats still hasn't come through with their form of sponsorship, which is supposed to be a bunch of meat sticks. But we'll still throw them out there. Brought to you by Myers Meats, even though they haven't provided us with any meat. Don't threaten somebody with the last name Myers. You True. ever seen Halloween? Dog? I have. Michael Myers. <laughs> I also like to thank our other official sponsor, Steve Roller, Steamroller Steve, for dropping some knowledge on me last week. <laughs> Let me know when an ellipse is. <laughs> I thought he actually spelled it wrong, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna get him good." And then I googled it. And I was like, Damn it! <laughs> he is smart. <laughs> Wicked smart. <laughs> Boy, smart. So, yeah, there's a formula out there, people. <laughs> it's called an ellipse. The Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> we so, have a math teacher. That's mm, that's our who? Mr. Brushaver. South. South. Thank you for that. What was that? The era that you were being picked up in the giant Air Force bus? No. Because Luke had him and I had him. So it mm. was post that. Steve's the only one that got that privilege. Mm. Well, Steve also took Woodchop and was not in that lower <laughs> place. <laughs> Apparently. It turns out. <laughs> turns out the dude actually knows what he's talking about. Full That's of bullshit, weird. but actually knows <laughs> some stuff. All the brains went into that one. Yeah. yeah. You guys are like twins, Danny DeVito and Arnold. <laughs> Obviously, the moment I sat down, I thought I was looking into a mirror. I watched that movie a couple weeks ago. It was on Netflix. We're twins. <laughs> that was a good movie. There's still supposed to be a sequel, unfortunately. What? Yeah. 
I thought Danny DeVito was dead. No. Very much alive. And they're going to have a sequel? Supposed to. Oh, gosh. It's been like one of those things for the last few years or so that Ugh. there's going to be a sequel to it. Newsflash, keep, don't do it. Yeah, keep beating a dead horse like all that shit. Don't do it. <clears throat> Dumb and Dumber 2, that was dumb. Never saw it. Yep, me, me neither. Saw the preview. <laughs> yeah, the preview was enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. And then there was Terrible. the other one, right? Dumb and Dumber. I thought yeah. that was the sequel. There was a third one. There was a third one? Mm. Yeah. When they were like younger Oh, or yeah, something. when Harry met Lloyd. Yeah. Was that that one? I thought I that was so. the the one. So there's three of them. Maybe there was Dumb, Dumber, and Dumbest or something like that. Maybe that was the third one. Jesus Christ. I don't know. It was bad. All of them were bad. Doesn't matter. We're here. We're in Studio G. We're coming live to you the next day. So not really live, but it's live for us right it's now. Live, dog. It is live right now. Studio G. What is going on? I don't know. Are you playing footsie or what are you doing? You uncomfortable? Do we need to readjust seating? Need to hold you. Fat. Need me to hold you? Yes, please. Where's your Where's your beverage? I got it on ice. So I dude walked in here up. with yeah. He's got this mini cooler. Dude, dude walked in with a cooler in his hands. Like really? Like, We're not gonna be here that long. We're here for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Addict. Probably got to bring in the cooler. You got ice in it. Probably one of them ice blocks. Yeah, he's got a pack. Ice what else pack. you got in there? Nordic Nothing. Ice. <laughs> just a ice in one D. Yeah. Why didn't you just put it in your pocket? Cause I like them ice cold. Oh. Jesus. Fucking amateurs. Dude came over here with illegal things. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <clears throat> what? I found that. <laughs> I saw it in the middle of the street. Said, what is this? What hmm. is this? Joe Biden wants it back. This That's is what it's for. What is it? What is it? That's right. What is it? I don't know. This is. They killed a fish in that music video. You know that, right? Yeah. Like, actually killed. Yeah. Um. What's the name of that band? Faith No More. Faith No More. There we go. Bomb, bomb. But in that music video, they killed the... Like somebody's, they were using that house and they killed the person's goldfish for the video. Those bastards. Can you imagine if you did that now? Peter would be all over your ass. Oh, yeah. Canceled. You'd be having flaming crosses in your front yeah. yard, all sorts of shit. Speaking of Peter, did you guys watch, you watched that video of Greta Thunberg getting arrested, yeah, quote unquote? The, the big yeah. setup. Yeah. With the boom mic in the background and yeah. stuff. Is it just me? Is she looking a little thick? Like, she's been hitting, like, Chick-fil-A drive-thru a little bit too much. <laughs> well, everybody's like, kind of every fat. Yeah. we're having a good time. We're having a good time. Her face was looking fat. No offense. Dude. Greta. No offense, Greta, but dude, face but, was looking but fat. But offense. <laughs> but for real. No offense, but offense. Stop eating chicken strips. <laughs> well, I like chicken strips, so. Yeah, me too. But she needs to stop eating them because clearly. Where are your favorites from? Chick fil A, of course. 
Really? Dude. Mm. Get the Chick-fil-A no, no. 30 count or the 50 count nugget. Pff, money. Nope. Those are good. Dude. Burger and brew, dog. <laughs> are they even in business anymore? Fuck yeah. Just the one on State Street. Yeah. And it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. I remember going there all the time. Yeah. It's fucking great. Luke would buy our food. <laughs> Thanks for all those meals, Luke. <laughs> Luke was like our daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Luke was the only one with a job. Actually, no, I had a job. I just didn't make a lot of money. Mm. Remember? I washed dishes at the old folks' home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember we rolled up out in front of there once. Yeah, picked, picked me up, up and dropped drop me off. I like those really long two-hour shifts. <laughs> oh, how am I going to get through this shit? <laughs> and then I worked at the Sears paint booth, mixing yep. paint. Remember Luke and I came over there, too. That was actually a pretty sweet job. Because you would actually get paid commission if you sold stuff. So the hardware counter, which was right, right by paint, was always super busy. And so people would be, like, trying to check out from the hardware counter and we just like stand down at the corner you know by layaway that's where the paint booth was and people would be hey we can help you down here then they'd come big ticket items tvs hardware people right yeah the hardware guys were like the paint guys are a bunch of dicks (laughs) i feel like there's there could be a show about this it would be like the office only better copyright it should Poor man's copyright. Yep. Date it, what time, whatever. Today, we go. Uh, 8.01 p.m. What's the date? Uh, January, January 26th, 2023. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the paint booth, that was fun times. Yeah. What'd you do, Luke? Your first job. Worked at the machine shop. I know. Taco Bell? No. <laughs> Foot word. <laughs> the machine shop, what the hell is that? At the Ace Machine. Dude, up on the Oh, Ace Co? Yeah. Ace Co. Yeah. Back mm-hmm. then it was Ace Machine and Manufacturing. Did Dude, your shop teacher up. get your job there? Nope. Sweeping up the metal parts and stuff, metal dust? We had to nail that. Clean out all the lathes and shit, and got to drive the forklifts around. Forklifts are so fun to drive, dude. People don't even know. Were yeah. you certified? Yeah. Okay. I was a certified fork- forklift driver. For who? <laughs> the lumber yard. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jeez, dude. I forgot about that one. Only the best job ever. <laughs> Yeah, forklifts are badass. Yeah. Did you ever get to drive the stand-up heisters? No, we just had the regular forklifts. There's two of them, and we'd race them in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We We, can all of his cronies freaking all work there. When I used to work at the the door shop, the lumberyard area, it would get so hot during the summertime that it would like melt the asphalt so the asphalt would get really soft <clears throat> and then we'd go do like return like at the end of the day or in the afternoon when all the trucks were gone on their deliveries we'd go pick up returns so anything that the customers brought back or whatever <clears throat> then you had to take them in drop them off and then the return guys which were usually like temp workers they had to go like 
put them back wherever it was in the warehouse. And so we'd like pick up as the biggest loads that we could that were obviously over the amount that the heister could lift. <laughs> so you'd end up driving on like two wheels, you know, coming, around, no, the, yeah, coming around the side of the building. And then as soon as you hit like the soft, like heat, baked uh asphalt all of a sudden the tires would like sink in you (laughs) (laughs) then you'd have to have another forklift driver come over and like help pick it up and then get going again lots of shenanigans i was just about to say the same fucking thing shenanigans it's a good time you guys are turds yeah (laughs) turds fucking around at work god i never i never (laughs) Anyway, so in the news this week, there's been another rash of mass shootings. So good job, everybody helping out the ATF and the Democrats uh, with their assault weapons, assault pistols bans. This is all right on schedule. Thank you for partaking in those mass shootings, you jackasses. (laughs) Actually, I got to be careful what I say because both of them were... Both the suspects were Asian Americans, and there is a anti-Asian American hate thing. Both of them were. Yeah, I only knew the one, but I didn't. know. Yeah, the one dude was like seventy-two, and the other dude was like sixty-seven. Like, well, and I saw the mm, the video of the one weird. dude trying to take down the seventy-year-old, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, he's like seventy-two, fucking trip him or something, and they're sitting there struggling, yeah, like, over like a Mac ten or something. Just, I was like, do it like they do in the movies, and just shoot him with his own gun. <laughs> or grab the gun and then just put your leg behind his and push him down. Or do the then, dude didn't even try a headbutt. And then go bunny style <laughs> with the end of the gun. <clears throat> Never seen brains like that before. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot about that video that was just kind of like cringe. It's like, dude, beat his ass. Yeah. It's like, what, what are you doing? It's like, this is a freebie, dude. Beat his ass. He's got a gun. This is like uh, William Shatner Star Trek and they're doing these... <laughs> yeah. Fist like the whatever they call yeah. that the the double hammer fist double hammer fist fight. Like, what's going on yeah, here? Yeah, it was just trip him or something. I was thinking at least one kick to the balls, a headbutt, eye gouge. I was thinking of some stuff. Yeah, in my mind was going overdrive. But the the whole thing, it was just like, is this a dance? What's going on? It was weird. The other thing that's weird about it, maybe is, you're in shock. I don't know. Yeah. It happened on the Lunar New Year, which was 122. There was 11 people died, and the shooter was 72. I'm just saying those are all occult numbers. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And the one was Half Moon Bay. Yeah. Of the Lunar New Year. Was it on the same day? I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't think it was because I, I was texting you guys. Yeah, about I it. thought I one was, was the after. next day or something, but I do. I don't know, man. It almost seems like those guys were maybe doing something that they were told to do. I don't know. It's weird. The timing is strange. Mm-hmm. It's very ironic with the pistol brace thing. I don't know. Man. And then the numbers again. And then the news, of course, they're like, this is the 39th mass shooting in 2023. Hmm. Hmm. 93 backwards. Weird. Oh. 
The year 2023. The other news is that uh, we are now giving Zelensky some Abram tanks so that he, you know, can fight off the Russians. And then that way the Germans will help provide him with leopard tanks. And the more tanks he needs, I'm like, dude, you don't need nothing. All right. This has been going on for a year. What the what hell? The fuck was <laughs> Eat a beef stick, dude. That was the throat noise. Throat noise. Jeez, dude. Twan Trevor. There we go. Muted. <laughs> Let's finish this podcast. <laughs> All right. It's ruining also getting. <laughs> See you guys on the next one, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I quit. I quit. You guys are dicks. I quit until next week. Punk is a shithole anyway. <laughs> Studio Jesus shithole anyway. Uh. <laughs> when you came over, I forgot I was going to say it when we were down there. We got, went off on a tangent, but. That you made me a breakfast burrito? No. Oh. <laughs> it's on, dog. No, you came in. Yeah. Wearing all green, I was, like, was going to say, <laughs> so dude, dude. tell me you want some tanks. <laughs> but we went off on a tangent. Oh, yeah. Tell me you want some tanks. I did. I came dressed in like Zelensky yeah. going I to Congress. I was, wearing, walking I was wearing green, green jacket, green Straight hat. Up. Dude, but for real, that dude doesn't need any tanks because you've been fighting the Russians for a year now and your country is still there. Think you're doing okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, it, dude. If they couldn't take you over by now, you don't need shit from us. And America fear Russia because they haven't been able to yeah. take over a tiny country. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, well, the other thing that's super obvious about what's going on is it's like Biden's okay with giving tanks and military hardware to a foreign country, but he wants to take away pistol braces and ar-15s and anything that has a magazine fed gun from americans so it's pretty clear he needs to give all that to the exactly it's pretty clear who the enemy really is it's the people here and not a foreign government Mm -hmm. it's like obviously dude Mm -hmm. i'd be stupid dude pisses me off i mean i get it i understand that there's wars to fight and things like that but dude this is just very strange we'd be giving that guy how much money giving him all kinds of technology and it's like what are you doing with it dude mm-hmm. well he is taking classified documents home to all of his homes and biden yeah now pence they got pence now too oh yeah all of them so everybody's going down at some point yep they probably that's your parting gift as a president. Here you go. Here's, here's some, here you go. Here's some classified. We got talk. some shit on you. So, oh, there it is. I didn't get a slurp in today. I don't think. I interrupted it. Probably you tried it to mute. Keep me out of here. So. Mute both of your asses. What? Um, you know it's kind of weird too. Is Davos a couple weeks ago that um, Mansion and Kemp from georgia were there as speakers i'm like what were they doing there dude like why were you guys at davos and it's always and it's weird because they're always the ones that are like 
you know, George is the, the runoff tiebreaker, blah, 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 blah. There's always, like, the Georgia election always tie. Always has problems. And then, yep. And then it's, like, Manchin's always the tiebreaker dude in the Senate, and they're both going over to foreign country for foreign things. Anyway. Foreigner. You're as cold as ice, Don. You're as cold as ice. Bum. Bum, bum, we bum. got meat sticks in here. <laughs> this my there third was one. one of the dudes that was um, in the kind of pushing that whole uh, Russia collusion thing. I saw, I can't remember his fucking name because I'm so bad with names, but he You're got busted way. for okay. Russian collusion. Who? I, didn't even, I can't remember his name now. One of the big dudes that was in that whole fucking thing oh yeah i saw that on the um shoot yeah 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 i know what you're talking about real this is real people luke's not making it up for once Mm. or am i (laughs) no i saw it too okay cool yeah i saw it too verified (laughs) verified um there we go fact checked snopes is fact checked is good to go um, yeah, I thought that was pretty weird that he did get rolled up for that. Yeah. <laughs> weird. It's like almost like projection or something. Mm-hmm. Like they were projecting what they were doing on somebody else. Hmm. Weird. It's like a big script. Mm-hmm. Like everything is all predetermined by these people. Mm-hmm. It sounded like a carrot. <laughs> it does sound like I'm eating vegetables, but it's not. I'm eating meat. You're holding so come and try to take this from me, <laughs> Bill Gates, Greta, Greta Thunberg. And you're holding it like a cigar. Yeah. Yeah, see, see, see. Hey, fuck, racing, racing. Anyway, you guys got anything else? I don't think so. Anything oh. cool happened this week, but... The seven years away from merging with technology. Mm. Oh, I saw yeah. saw that the other day. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're only seven years away. It's like it's only seven? Yeah. I think it's closer than that. Well, it was supposed to be like 15 or 20, and then all of a sudden it yeah. was seven, but after that... Yeah. Just like... Um, I don't want to get us tagged. Yeah. It's a good idea. Don't do that. Um, it's just like the doomsday clock getting moved. Oh yeah, ninety seconds to midnight. Yeah, total annihilation. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Who decides to move that thing too? By the way, did you watch the video of that? Yeah, <laughs> got it under a fucking sheet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you guys are stupid. Run in terror, hide in fear. It's crazy. Yeah. I read that was a lyric I ripped off. So, so. Definitely stole it. It's Keisha Strain. Mm. Oh, those guys suck. <laughs> you want to go, dog? You'd kick my ass. Let's do it. <laughs> Say when. <laughs> well. Say when. <laughs> <laughs> And then it'll just be over. 
Smells like someone died. <laughs> bye. <laughs> well, bye. Curly Bill. Anyway, you guys done ruining the podcast? Not by a long shot. I just got two more liquid got, bits. Got plenty more to go. <laughs> I'm going to do the Pelosi thing. Oh, that feels so good. Thank mm. you. Thank oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> Foley, folks. She did that because her old hands were cold. <laughs> that little squirrel knuckle thing that she does. Mm. <laughs> this is so good. Excellent. <laughs> uh, anyway, fix my microphone. You guys done messing around? Or you want to talk uh, about JFK? I, I mean, whatever. You guys want to like get to it? Well, I mean, he's dead. I mean, spoiler yeah, I alert. <laughs> all squared away with all the papers that got he's released. He's dead. This Oswald year. did it. Oswald did it for sure. On to the next, folks. Mm-hmm. You know, the longer that I look at this whole thing, the more I'm convinced that Oswald did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're rubbing your stomach. <laughs> oh, you're look at this. I'm pretty convinced it was Oswald. It was just Oswald. That's fine. It was Oswald, the Russians, and the Cubans. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They got Nobody to you. else. They got to you. <laughs> anyway, so today we're going to talk about Oswald. Excuse me. Throat throat yeah, there you go. Throat noise. Throat noise is cool. Thanks. <laughs> Ruining the show. <laughs> Too many feep sticks. <laughs> I only had three. Maybe four. I don't know. I lost count. Like you didn't even try one. Well, Luke said it was a beef stick. Smoked sausage. Smoked sausage. Sausage. Never had one of those. They're good. Luke doesn't like them. I will say, though, that the sodium level is a little bit high. <laughs> 400 milligrams per I stick. can hear your heartbeat through the microphone. Yes. <laughs> I'm about to die because <laughs> I had four. So that's like 1,200. No. You went through math in the workplace. So 16. Don't, don't even try it on air. 16. Don't try it live. I turned live. the thing around. I forgot what I said to 400. Yeah, 400. Yeah. Times four, 16. Boom. Ah, anyway. So today we're going to talk about Lee Harvey Oswald and the last phone call that he made from the Dallas County Jail, also known as the missing call or the Raleigh call. Yep. That's all we got to say. What? Yep. I just heard the can just moving. Oh, sorry. This is what you heard? Production. Production. Okay. My bad. (laughs) Anyway. So, the Raleigh call, the last Oswald call, kind of a, I mean, definitely not a myth, something that definitely actually happened. Mm -hmm. It's been confirmed by several sources. In fact, in the release docs that they did in 2020, the ones that Trump Mm -hmm. released before he left office, um, those also there's some uh in archives.gov or whatever it is there's some stuff in there that mentions the raleigh call so the call took place saturday november 23rd 1963 around 10 p.m well back up 
On Saturday, November 23rd, 1963, around 10 p.m., a lady named Elvita Trion came to work at the Dallas Municipal Building switchboard operating room, and she was working the 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. shift. She was there to relieve a lady named Louise Sweeney, who usually would bounce like right when she would get there. <clears throat> but that night when she, she showed up for work, um, Sweeney told her that two dudes were going to be coming to listen to a call. And according to this Treon lady, she couldn't remember if Sweeney told her you know, who the dudes were, what agency they worked for, but she got the vibe that they were some kind of like investigators. She couldn't remember if they were state, local, federal, or what they were. Um, but Sweeney said, hey, we were told by the supervisors that we cooperate with these dudes no matter what, and they're going to be listening to a phone call that Lee Ar Harvey Oswald is going to make from the Dallas County Jail. So like 10, 15 minutes after uh she showed up there these guys show up knock on the door sweeney opens the door lets a man they id themselves to her so they showed her some kind of credentials or whoever they were identification but that trion lady didn't see that she just saw them have that conversation and then she let them in the two dudes go to a tech room and sit down and then a few minutes later the switchboard from the Dallas County Jail kicked on and it was Lee Harvey Oswald wanting to uh, make a phone call to two numbers in Raleigh, North Carolina to a guy named John Hurt. Also, she said that it could have been John Hurd, right? Mm -hmm. But she believed that it was John <coughs> Hurt. And one of the numbers was 8347430. So Treon this lady plugs into the headset, <clears throat> excuse me, and she listens to the phone call that Oswald was making to the switchboard at, that Sweeney is kind of like the one that's handling the call. But she's listening to it, right? Mm -hmm. I got the story straight so far? Yeah. So she's listening to it. He says, this is who I want to call. She's writing it down on a notepad and... Treon, I guess she had like a daughter or something like that that mm -hmm. worked for Dallas Police Department. She was like a records clerk or something. I think, <coughs> I think so. That that sounds. She worked correct. for Dallas Dallas City in some capacity, but I believe it was for the police department and the records. And so her daughter had told her, "Hey, you should memorialize this because." then we would have like some kind of a memento from this event, right? Mm -hmm. So, whoa. Goddamn. They came out of the depths. Dude, <laughs> that was deep. D-E-E-P. Out the nose. E. Holy shit. Sorry to spoil it. That, that ruined the entire show. What are we talking about? I forgot. Anyway, so what did you guys anyway, do today? Did you guys see the Bears game? Um... So, Treon writes down the information on, like, one of their little info cards that comes in that she's listening to Sweeney while Sweeney's writing this stuff down like they normally would on, like, a notepad. So, she Treon says that she watched or heard Sweeney make him repeat the numbers and the name twice. 
And then she put him on hold. She closed the line and she called the dudes in the tech room, the two guys in the tech room. And they have a quick conversation. It's a conversation that Treon can't hear because the switchboard was closed. And then afterwards, she opens it up and the, back, to Oswald. back to Oswald. And she tells Oswald, no one answered at that number, even though she'd given him two numbers. Mm-hmm. Nobody answered at the number. And then she disconnected the call. Treon ends up describing later on, and this, this had come out like several years later, um, once they had moved. I think they were living in Missouri. They had a family friend who was a friend of the sh- local sheriff, and then um, that sheriff knew the FBI, and that's how the story ended up getting out. But it, I think it came out like 68, 67, 68, something like that. Yeah, I think so. So um, Sweeney said that, or sorry, Treon said that Sweeney was like obviously nervous, and then after the phone call was disconnected from Oswald, the two, the two guys came out of the tech room, thanked them for their cooperation, and then left. It's like, okay, weird. So Treon knew that Sweeney never attempted the call and believed that the two guys in the tech room had told her not to connect the call, and then they left. So my question is, who is John Hurt? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> not the actor. Not. And not Mississippi John Hurt, the bluesman. Talking John Hurt. So we're getting it. The air is getting cleared. It's getting cleared. It is a different John Hurt that lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. So Grover Proctor, uh, I think he wrote a book. Was he, he wrote a book? And he's done a bunch of lectures. And yeah, done and a shit. bunch of stuff. He's a pretty smart dude. I mean, mm-hmm. put together. Yeah. Um, on the missing call or the Raleigh call, he was actually originally from Raleigh mm-hmm. and then was living in New York and, and it had been exposed to him by some other book or something or some lecture that he went to. And then he kind of went back and researched it and got a lot deeper into it. But um, so in his research, he came across and went and actually pulled like the old white pages from the time mm-hmm. uh, or yellow pages. Uh, from the the library and from 1963 and ended up finding in there that there were two John Hurts mm-hmm. with and that went to that number or there were two John Hurts and one of them had that, that number attached yeah. to him. One was John D Hurt and the other one was John W Hurt. John W was like a tire dude. Something like that. He worked at like a tire manufacturing plant, retreading tires or something like that. And then John D. Hurt was like this old, crusty, former military guy that used to work in the U.S. Army intelligence, counterintelligence department as a special agent. So I'm guessing that that's who Oswald was trying to call. <laughs> no. Am I wrong? He's probably guy. calling the tire guy. Hey. Can you take care of Marina's tires? They're getting bald. And some bad tires. So, John David Hurt, born 1909, died 1981. Do you want to talk any more about the phone call? 
Do you have no, anything else to add to it? That was pretty much it. I mean, there's pictures of the little slip online. Mm-hmm. Oh, of the, yeah. So, yeah. If anybody's interested, she ended up. She gave it a later to the FBI, and then they made photocopies of it, and they weren't going to give her the original back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she ended up calling that friend of the sheriff's or something like that, and the sheriff ended up getting it back for her. But they were trying to. Trying to bamboozle her. Mm-hmm. Bamboozle. So, anyway. So, John David Hurt was the old crusty dude that used to be a special agent for the U.S. Army Counterintelligence Division. Um, specifically, he was in the, like, some prov- provo- prov- provocation division or something like that, mm. which seems kind of weird when you look at, like, provocateurs and that it almost fits to the T of what I feel like Lee Harvey Oswald Weld was mm-hmm. like doing the whole fair play for Cuba out there with his little thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. like trying to get in everybody's face. It almost seems like he was trying to be a provocateur of some kind. So yeah. it just, it's very ironic. <clears throat> yeah. Very ironic that he would have, this dude's phone number like memorized Memorized. yes and that's what he this hurt dude was you know directing kind of and yeah that's a little too coincidental yeah suspicious shush very shush so john david hurt had uh he had been in i think during the uh, World War II is like 42 to like 47 or something like that, I think is when he went with his army service. Um, he was a World War II vet, had worked in Germany, and then also worked in Japan as a veteran during that war, uh, Intel. And then in 1947, his career ended. But he was asked, allegedly, he was asked to remain on as a uh, Intel officer, and he ended up saying no. Air quotes. No. Nah. nah, dog, I'm good. Mm. So in like the 1950s, so he gets out in 47, 1950s, his health declines like really bad. Like he gets like all this crazy shit wrong with him. He has like really bad like um, uh, arthritis in his hands to the point where they were like amputating certain fingers and stuff. And then the other ones that he had left were like useless. And he was, yeah, the foot. <laughs> Um, We're going to talk about <laughs> And it's kind of weird because later on in his life, like around the 60s, um, he's like notorious for making all these prank phone calls to like uh, f- the state officials in North Carolina. Like he's like making like, you know, like the stuff we used to do to all your family with the, uh, the Internet. Yeah. The, uh, what samples was it? and all that shit. The samples were like, Uncle Bob. The... Uh, yeah, it was, uh, goddamn, what was the name of that website? I don't know, but we'd just play, like, the little samples. Like, we called my work when I worked at that sports pub. Yeah. And we'd, like, call it the manager, Jeff, who was my my former roommate. I don't think I lived with him yet. But we'd, like, call, and we'd do the um, the voice from uh, Full Metal Jacket. The uh, the drill sergeant. Dr- what is wrong? Harley Emery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were like playing that over and over again. And then he's like, 
remember and he's like yeah. go fuck yourself and he hung up the phone on us we were like oh we got him good e-bombs we, world yeah, e-bombs world yeah we triggered that dude man we triggered <laughs> we did your like your cousins <laughs> yeah oh my gosh dude so that's what this john hurt dude was like he was like the original e-bomb <laughs> world dude he started it mother probably was <laughs> hurts world so anyway by like 1955 he's considered fully disabled but he works for the state in the 50s doing like insurance claims adjuster type of stuff whatever but my question is probably something where he didn't have to sign things just have a stamp <laughs> cross the oh, t's dude. and dot the lowercase <laughs> too soon <geez>. man <laughs> this guy's cold as ice over here well he yeah, brought a cooler. Yeah. Shit. I should have But my question is, is why the night after Oswald, Oswald, after the, the night after Oswald shoots, allegedly shoots the president, he makes a phone call to a former army intelligence special agent, <laughs> a dude that's been out of the game since 1947. In reviewing Oswald's service record, he went in in 56, discharged in 59, goes over to the Soviet Union, comes back in 61. Goes to Mexico. Goes to Mexico, is under surveillance the whole time by the feds, and then comes back and blasts the president's head off, and then he gets arrested, and... Oh, he kills a cop, too. Mm -hmm. And then... Then... He makes a phone call to a washed-up Army Intel special agent. Totally normal to me. Mm-hmm. I would do that, too. I know a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, so. Kind of run in the same circles. Yeah, just like a... I mean... That's who you call. Yeah. Seems very weird. Mm-hmm. Totally suspicious. Yeah. Has the dude's numbers memorized, both of them. Mm-hmm. Knows his name. And says, I want to call him from jail. Like in my one phone call, I'm calling John Hurt mm. in Raleigh, North Carolina. And, 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 and <laughs> two guys showed up to listen to that call and then said, don't yep. patch it through. Why? Just coincidence, dude. Because maybe they were going to have to come out of the room with silenced handguns and shoot the two ladies in the face. Because now they heard the phone call. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, it's like he is making a phone call. You show up there to find. like What was the point of them going there? Mm -hmm. Just to make sure. Just to make sure that 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 didn't happen. Call didn't happen. Yep. Kind of strange. Kind of thought that was like a right of someone. Yeah. Well, not when you kill the president like Maybe. that. You don't get any rights. Yeah. You go to Gitmo. Waterboarded. Waterboarded out. Waterboarded by liquid death over and over again. You would be Sign in heaven. Sign me up. <laughs> yes. I would. 
be like he'd be like make sure no he'd be like make sure you put those electrode nipple things on my nipples (laughs) 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 hook it up to a car battery (laughs) (laughs) be like homer when he went to hell have all the donuts in the world oh 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 yep that would be you Mm mm-hmm so one of the interesting things from Grover Proctor's uh, it, his studies or research, which I love the term research because it's researching what somebody already did, which is what all mm-hmm. research is, because yeah. somebody's already done it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so in his research, Victor Marchetti, um, which I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that name right, please don't sue me. Um, he worked for the CIA from 55 to 69 as the executive assistant to the, the regional manager. The de- regional manager, deputy director. White Cage Reed. Yep. <laughs> assistant to. Uh, he was the author of a book called CIA and the Cult of Intelligence, which was one of the first books that allegedly had been um, uh, censored or uh, was subjected to censorship by the government prior to being disclosed Hmm. or uh, published that's right um but anyway so this dude victor marchetti apparently had run agents during his career and he was the executive assistant to the deputy director charles k bell from 55 to 62 k k bell was the one who was fired in 61 uh 62 by uh JFK along with Alan Dulles for their their uh, poor part of the uh, Bay of Pigs fiasco but Charles Cabell's brother was Earl Cabell who was the mayor of Dallas during the shooting when Kennedy was killed so come on in boys kind of a strange little coincidence there mm-hmm. but Somebody interviewed Victor Marchetti about the call between Oswald and Hurt, and he said, in his opinion, what that had appeared to be was like a standard operating procedure for spy spy tradecraft that they were using a cutout. So like if there was a dude that was the agent that was actually running Oswald as a source or provocator or whatever it was that he was running he would use an in-between a cutout that in case you ever get in trouble you call this number and then that guy will call me so there's not a direct link from oswald to the handler Mm -hmm. so to me that makes perfect sense you get compromised here's your number you call this dude he'll know who you are he'll know who i am He'll know you're in trouble. You tell him where you're at, and then he'll tell me. Seems legit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to me, that makes perfect it, sense. Yeah, it definitely does. Especially when his history is that he's a former special agent of counterintelligence mm-hmm. in the United States Army. Yep. So to me, that makes sense that he would be, especially as a retired dude that doesn't have very many fingers left, um, he would be a cutout. Yep. Get paid a couple hundred bucks to. Yep. Keep you pinky, you can do it, dude. You guys used to have a rotary phone at your parents' house. Luke still has one. 
Mm-hmm. Probably not hooked up anything. No, it's not. Nobody has a landline anymore, dude. Steamroller. Steamroller's got a landline, dude? Oh, man. Dude, we should prank that number. Dude, let's get on a bombs world. There's probably so much better stuff now. Does he have a, an answering machine, too? I'm not sure, but they have a landline. <laughs> oh, do your parents even have a landline? No. But Steve does. <laughs> <laughs> you just got outed internationally, dude. <laughs> landline, dog. <laughs> rotary landline. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I remember when we were going to, like, on, like, family vacations as a kid, and we stayed in hotels, and they had, like, the rotary phone, and it had, like, a little key lock on it, so you couldn't yeah. make a call out. Yep. I'm like thinking back to that. I'm like, what if you needed to call 911, dude? <laughs> Somebody's in the room. Somebody got a key to this little bitch. <laughs> Those are fun, though. Did I ever tell you guys about when we went uh, to visit my dad's family back east on a vacation? And he had been, I, dude, I was, I was, I was a pig you know i wasn't a little fat little kid but i was growing so i was eating a lot and uh, he was always making fun of me as the garbage <laughs> disposal his feet into the garbage disposal he'll eat it and so <laughs> we had gone through uh, a couple drive-throughs on the way to the, on this vacation and uh i think i had tried ordering like something that was like super sized you know or whatever and he was like wow that's like extra two bucks you know or whatever and he was getting all mad so he's giving me all this crap the whole time so we pull into missouri and we go to this like like this is the first place that we'd actually gone and sat down and eaten at (laughs) dude and uh we go in there for breakfast and um we're like you know everybody's ordering their stuff and the lady comes around to me and she's like what can i get you hon i was like i'll take a side of bacon and she just looks at me She's like, that's only four pieces of bacon. Don't you need more food than that? And I was like, nope, that's all I want. And my dad was like, you know, come on, you can get something else. And I said, nope, you always tell me that I eat too much food. (laughs) (laughs) That I'm the garbage disposal. Dude, he got so mad. He like shot me the look. And uh, I was like, nope, I just want the four pieces of bacon. And that's all I got. I was so hungry after that, dude. He <laughs> didn't so clean everybody else's plate. No, he was so mad, dude. I got in so much trouble after that. Oh, dude. So funny. Now you made me want to have pancakes. Yeah. Looking back, I'm like, dude, I should have just like gotten waffles. I should have gotten everything. Bring it on, motherfuckers. The old 96er, bring it in! <laughs> <laughs> You hear me, bitch? <laughs> He's not done yet. That's all fat and gristle. <laughs> ah, yeah, it's good times. So one time I got a side of bacon. Mm. I don't know what the point of that story was. Bacon is good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. Um, anyway, back to the Oswald story. So if that's true and Hurt was a cutout for an intelligent agent somewhere... Or he was pretending to be a cutout for someone like Oswald who thinks they're being a source on the ground, but really they're being played like a fiddle. So it's like it has to be one of those two things. Mm -hmm. You're either 
actually a cutout and he's actually on an assignment to do whatever it was probably not kill the president he was probably some bag bitch or something like that hmm. some ball washer <laughs> or they were trying to make him think like he was an important piece just so that they could get him there so that they could you know pin mm-hmm. it all on him frame mm-hmm. him so, I don't know man it'd be kind of interesting to know how he got the number memorized right like when dude you know your old parents phone number guarantee it I know yeah yeah but I mean just like how did Steel that trap how did Oswald get that number and where in the process yeah, did I, he get that's it? what you're saying like somebody had to have said hey if you ever get in trouble call this number ask mm-hmm. for John hurt mm-hmm yeah right which is and uh, that's another John th- hurt that means you're hurt you're calling the guy because you're hurt yeah which you're in trouble doesn't make sense that he would have and that's another thing if you were a cutout why would you use your real name mm-hmm. you know maybe it was his real name i'd have been there. like i'd have been like all right you're supposed to call john holmes <laughs> maybe <laughs> at this number <laughs> maybe he was john hurt in dallas but he was john somebody else for somebody else somewhere else true yeah like in another state yeah but but the thing is like when they went back and researched him that was actually his real name john hurt john right? hurt in dallas John Hurt in Raleigh. Raleigh. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is just... It, I don't know. Because you can't, But you would think of somebody, if if that's what they are, it's like they would have a code name here, and then they yeah. have another code name somewhere else, but it's all the same person. Yeah. You call Spider Baby. <laughs> spider One. <laughs> you call Spider One. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it just the, to me that that seems like that's the only two options is that you're either a legitimate cutout or you're not. And mm-hmm. maybe they used his real name so that in the event that you know the number was bad, you could still like, hey, connect me to John Hurt in Raleigh, and He'll then they would be able on. to. Yeah, they'd be able to figure it out. Like whoever mm-hmm. does the switchboard. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Just seems strange, but that Marchetti dude also said allegedly that at the time, that time back in the fifties and sixties, that the Naval Intelligence ran a program out of Nags Head, North Carolina, that recruited young soldiers from various military services, and it would train them to defect to Russia, and then use them to feed disinformation to the Russians, and so. That came out in um, also in a book called uh, Conspiracy. Yeah, Conspiracy by Anthony Summers, mm-hmm. and that talked about the the Nags Head name well, program. Well, it's conspiracy, so fake. Yeah, conspiracy might as well just equal bullshit. Yep. Get Snopes on that thing. Oh, t- dude, debunked. We're Guaranteed. Good. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Yep, we're out. Mm-hmm. So, end of the podcast. Yep, we're done. Season finale. (laughs) Series finale. (laughs) Series finale. Um, I just thought that that was kind of interesting that that Marchetti dude said that that naval intelligence was running a program to 
identify dudes within the military services that they could use as potential defectors to send them to Russia in order to potentially get picked up by the Russian programs or intelligence programs from other foreign countries and then feed disinformation to them. And that's like, to me, what it seems like Oswald was doing from day one. This is like, oh, I was in the army. I did nothing. I did Morse code. So he's kind of like a guy that's maybe um, somebody that would be incentivizing a little bit for the intelligence. Like, oh, he knows code. He wanted to come over here and be a Russian because they're so mean in the U.S. and they're anti-communist. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, pick him up. And then he's intentionally supposed to feed disinformation. And he never got picked up. Mm. And so he was back in two years. And then right back to everything's cool, dude. I don't know. Well, right back to more of the other shit with the um, fair play for Cuba stuff and all that. Well, that was probably like the, uh, well, he was a failure at this, but we could use him over here for this. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, keep him under our thumb. Yeah, and then we'll get rid of him. Yep. Yeah. We yeah. found a tool, folks. Mm-hmm. Yep, big tool. Yep. Yeah. But I don't know. So there was also a researcher that found or that spoke with a former like Marine buddy of Oswald's, who said that he went to like a meeting with their chain of command or commanders in the Marine Corps. And then he came out of that meeting. Oh, dude. You guys hear throat noises. Mm. It wasn't me. It was me. It was him. Didn't you do one too? No, I don't make noises like that. (laughs) My noises sound like I'm flexing and ripping my shirt. Well, that conveniently, that could also sound like a fart. (laughs) (laughs) That also sounds like a shirt. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I don't want those noises. Uh, That's probably what people think when they listen to the podcast. They're like thinking what we look like, and they imagine me just being like totally yoked out. It's a huge, just like you totally are. Yeah. Oh well. Duh. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. Whoever's imagining Everybody that. that's yeah. thinking that. Correct. Dude, you are 100. 100. Basically, oh, what the fuck was that guy's name? Joe Lost. Anyway. No yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Bye. <laughs> uh, basically, just think Mr. Universe and then put my face on that body. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You guys have just gone way off the rails as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, we could go further. <laughs> we <probably>. can continue. <laughs> uh, pants off, you buddy. Yeah, get ready. Get ready, Brad's coming. <laughs> anyway, so this dude said that he knew of Oswald going to a Marine commander's meeting and then coming out of that meeting and saying that he was being sent to. He told his buddy, and this could be total BS. Um, this could have been somebody that was just trying to find some way to be famous after the fact, or it could be true. But this guy claimed that Oswald came out of the meeting and said that he was going, he was being sent to Russia on an assignment, uh, by the intelligence 
division and that he would come back in 1961 as a hero. Hmm. Which goes back to the Nags Head, you know, na- uh, naval base where they were kind of prepping dudes like that, where it's almost like you find somebody that joined the military for a reason. They wanted to be like super special forces, but obviously they're not cut out for that. Mm-hmm. So you go, no, 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 check this out. We got an even better assignment for you. Mm-hmm. Instead of breaking in doors, blowing stuff up, and shooting Osama bin Laden in the face, you're going to go to Russia, right? You're going to live in like a one-bedroom apartment. You're going to be under KGB surveillance. You That's cool. so covert. But you're going to go over there and you're going to be just a nobody and then you're going to come back and be a huge hero oh man that sounds so cool mm-hmm. yes dude I'm in you're going to go to Russia so, you're going to get, get all the chicks up, picked up by KGB and tortured and given fake info <laughs> yeah <laughs> but don't worry when they put those electrode things on they don't put them on your nipples they put well, them on your fingers awesome. <laughs> What are these things? <laughs> these things are sweet, dude. Put them on. Wait, do I got to put my feet in the water first? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, just that stuff kind of made sense, but mm-hmm. it could have also been some dude that was just making stuff up. Mm-hmm. You know, like people do. Like you guys do yeah, on this podcast. Yeah. All Always. Yeah. Anyway. I always make stuff up like, you guys are so awesome. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you guys are so <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are so good, dude. So cool. So cool. Um, well, my question is, was Oswald picked up by the intelligence community when he came back from Russia as a failure and then used as a pawn in like a Cuban intelligence program that was going on here in the United States? And then this program later gets used in, you know, connection with this assassination attempt. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you, you kind of trained a dude up and maybe he wasn't like, he wasn't the guy from the recruit, the knock, you're the knock, James, <laughs> you're the knock, but you got like 30 other people in the class that they're useful. Right. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like a useful idiot. So it's like, he comes back from Russia, be like, yeah, no dude, you did a great job, man. Check it out. Why don't you go live in new Orleans and pretend you're a communist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, $300 a month? Sounds good. <laughs> I'm in. I like $300 a month. It's good, man. Righteous bucks. Righteous mm. bucks. I mean, I don't know. Just seems kind of like maybe he got picked up somewhere coming out. It seems like if that's Malleable the case. brain. Yeah. Like the kind of new from the Marine days, like, ooh, we can do stuff with this guy. Yep. And then either he was just a total failure in Everything. Russia, <laughs> and they're like, well, shit, we can't let this kind of stuff get out what we're doing, so. Yeah. we got to put him on assignment, mm-hmm. you know, and then at the time you had COINTELPRO going on, not to be confused with <laughs> COINTELPRO. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying Thank up. you for clarifying. I just want to be clear. But you had COINTELPRO going on at the same time that was being run by J. Edgar Hoover in connection with the agency, blah, 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 yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back and then gets thrown into that 
you know, uh, fair play for Cuba thing. And that's one of J. Edgar Hoover's like main things is like rooting out communism here in the United States. So maybe he was because there was people that said that he was a, a FBI uh, confidential informant, like an informant. Mm-hmm. So if that was the case, maybe he got thrown into that fair play for Cuba thing, like what you're saying, where, hey, we don't want this getting out here, throw this dude into this program, and now the eight, uh, the FBI is running him as an informant in connection to the stuff that the agency is also doing, mm-hmm. you know, and he's just kind of like this useful provocateur tool, you yeah. know. Keep him bumping yeah. around until they get the... The big thing going. Like, well, just keep them bumping around, and then at some point, being like, "Hey, man, like, you know, then, who do we have that's disposable? Yeah, we want to use." They've got this big story built up on on his history of being a defector to yeah. Russia and backing the communist uh, communism in Cuba and going to Mexico, and, and now he's like a perfect guy for. Yeah, to to plug into anything like that, if you're going to mm-hmm. create like a um, you know, a Manchurian candidate, you know, programming. That's a dude that you can just plug right in and be like, mm-hmm. oh, boom, hey, we'll use this guy. He's already primed up. Or you can use that against him, mm-hmm. right? Like, hey, dude, we got all this dirt on you, man. Like, you you know, we could send you to Gitmo. We could do this. We could do that. Blah, 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 blah. You know, mm-hmm. you know it's just more leverage to hold over the guy yep. in the event that he doesn't, you say, hey, we want you to go to Dallas and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna make sure that nobody goes up and down this elevator. You're gonna you're gonna go buy a gun and then he's like, Whoa, 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 I don't wanna be involved in no nobody no guns and they're like, Oh the hell you're not. Like yeah. you mm-hmm. you got you defected Look to Russia. It. Look at all this stuff yeah. you did, dude. You went to Mexico, you were under surveillance and you know, it's just like a classic spy movie where you're just like, uh you you know, like body of lies. Mm-hmm. Like you told me to do this. Yeah. Nah, you went off on the reservation, dude. You're on your own. Yeah. You know. We burned the or file, like, dude. You never existed. Yeah, like on uh, the departed. The departed. Like, yeah. Yeah, I could do a, yeah. delete his file. Yeah, I could just never delete you, you never even existed. Yeah. Or like, yeah, that's what uh, what's his name, Marky Mark, was saying to him. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they were under the bridge. Yep. Knock it off, boys. Yep. Is that yep. the one that is it? I think I found a transformer. <laughs> oh, wrong movie. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Because he was in Transformers. Who was? Marky Mark. No, mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never saw that. I found a transformer. <laughs> Embarrassing yeah. for you, Mark. Embarrassing. He's a tid. He was good in a couple movies, though. He's still a turd. Still a turd, but psh, some movies are good. Yeah. The Happening? Yeah. That's good. I can't even remember all the movies he was in. That was a good one, I thought. A lot. A lot of movies. A lot. A lot. A lot. Um, so today... I ended up running across the, or like I mentioned earlier about the um, FBI or the the files that had been released in the JFK mm-hmm. files that got put on the archives, I think in 2020 by Trump before he left. 
But one of the things in, in particular was the interview that they went and did with John Hurt a couple years after this Raleigh phone call had never happened. Mm-hmm. So it's documented. It's like an eight-page PDF where they, whoever this was that was part of the assassination select committee or whatever, they went out and interviewed him at his house. His wife was there, John Hurt. And uh, they confirmed that, yeah, he was former Army Intelligence, Counterintelligence Division guy, the years that he worked, where he worked, and what he did. And then um, they asked him about the phone call from Oswald, and he said, no, never got a call from that guy. Don't know who he is. Never met him before. Don't know why he would have ever called me. Never met anybody like that. Um, just completely denied any any connection to Oswald and uh, said, no, you know, I'm not a... Not an agent, never done anything like that since I got out in 47, so I don't know what y'all are talking about. And that's pretty much the end of it. So the question is, is was John Hurt being truthful, right? He mm-hmm. never, he's been out since 47. He'd never done anything else since. But somebody on the other end just happened to give Oswald the numbers. Hey, just call John Hurt, even though knowing that that guy was in the community at one point, but knowing that he's never going to make a phone call because mm-hmm. he's going to get clipped as soon as he, you know, he was probably supposed to get clipped by J.D. Tippett, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and then something and then, happened there. In this time frame, they're like, fuck, how are we going to get rid of this guy? Exactly. And then knowing that he's going to make a call, they can only like hold him off from making a call for so long. He's been there for, you know, 20 hours. I mean, well, that was the 23rd at 10 p.m. He had been arrested on the 22nd around 1.30. So, dude, he's been in there over 24 hours, mm-hmm. you know, without a phone call. Yep. And so you got to let him make his phone call. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe John Hurt really didn't didn't have any connection in the game, mm-hmm. and then they just gave him some random random dude's number. Probably a guy that, well, the uh, the mayor, K Bell, yeah, kind of had a connection to him right through. No, uh, he or, no, it was uh, Victor Marchetti that had the connection oh, to K Bell. But you know who knows? I mean, yeah. probably one of those guys that knew of him. And was like, well, I know this dude. Yeah. He's been out of it. And, um, and, and this probably wasn't supposed to be documented. Yeah. And, 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 and maybe they gave him that number and that name knowing that he was out of the game and that he'd be like, who the hell are you? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's you're talking about. Number. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. But they had to give him something. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't want to, Lee Harvey Oswald calling some rando dude. Right, mm-hmm. got to keep it at least in the community. Right, yeah, somebody because yeah. then they could maybe gone and you know backdoored and said, hey, dude, mm-hmm. he called you, but he never called you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he flashed their little Masonic signs and stuff, <laughs> and then he's like, oh yeah, yeah, no, he can't do that. Dude, he doesn't have any fingers. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, damn it. <laughs> um. Did you have anything and else? I was just going to say that uh, call was probably not supposed to be written down on that piece of paper. And if that hadn't happened, then it'd just be a, you know, kind of a 
well, maybe this happened or maybe it didn't kind of a story. And Treon came in early that night. She might not have was even supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Not even eleven to be here today. Eleven to seven. She showed up at ten an hour early. Fifteen minutes later is when the dudes showed up. Mm-hmm. So that phone call was supposed to take well. It was probably only supposed to be one operator in there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they had already gotten to her. Yep. So the dudes in the back, right? Those are probably the same dudes from the. Yep. <laughs> Didn't want to have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, it went through. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. All right. Cool. Um, no, those are probably the guys from Midnight Climax. <laughs> they're the same tech guys. They're like, we'll be in here. No phone call. We're good. We're good here. Oh, we're good. Oh, no. Did you have anything okay. else on the phone call? Have that, that operator call back to them right at the perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Perverts. Yep. Midnight climax pervs. Um, anything else that you guys can think of on the on the call? The Raleigh call. No, it's just a. Another one of the weird fucking things about this whole thing. Yeah. Like, that. In but the, it's solved. Okay. Yeah. 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 Stop. Oswald did it. Stop yeah. talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I did watch a couple other, like a bunch of videos, as many as I could find, of Oswald um, being interviewed by the press in the Dallas PD station and stuff. Well, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the thing that I noticed repeatedly that he kept that kept coming up is that he claimed several times that he did not shoot anybody. Mm-hmm. He's like, I didn't shoot anybody. I've, you know, I've been. Cl- they told me that I shot a policeman, but I haven't. I haven't killed anybody. He admitted also that he worked at the school book depository on one of them. And then when he was asked if he was there when it happened, he made like a roundabout comment saying that, well, you know, something to the effect that if I worked there, I probably would have been there when it happened, right, mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Which that kind of statement was just seemed kind of weird because it's almost like, are you, are you, were you supposed to say that you were, you were there, you know, but like you're kind of like leaving it vague, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just seemed odd. But he asked several times for legal help, mm-hmm. like, repeatedly like i want somebody to come please somebody needs to come forward help me out and then he also said that he was a patsy and that it was specifically because he lived in russia that he was being blamed for the whole thing so going back to the nags head naval program where they were grabbing these guys that could be potential defectors and then he goes over there and then they end up holding, you know, like now they've got the juice, they're holding it against him. And then mm-hmm. he gets sent on all these other operations. He's getting paid under the table. He's doing, you know, source type of stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm being blamed for shooting somebody. I never shot anybody. I'm a patsy. And they're doing this because they're they're saying this because I lived in Russia, mm-hmm. you know. So, <clears throat> 
there was one too where they they walk, walked him out. People started asking him questions, and then it, it you can tell that the the film got spliced, got cut, because he's saying something, and then some somebody says something else, and then it cuts, and then it's now in the middle of a different kind of statement. So it's like obvious that the the film had been spliced. No, dude, those just problems at the time. Probably just technology. Yeah, just okay. changing the reel. Okay. okay. But right after that, they ended the the press conference and marched him right back out. And that's the one as he's walking out, they said, Hey, Oswald, what happened to your eye? And he goes, a policeman hit me. Um, that was a two minute long press conference. <laughs> like he was brought out and there's like, they're like, did you do it? And he's like, I have no clue what I'm being charged with. Nobody will tell me what I'm being charged with, you know? And then someone's like, you killed the president. And he's like, I didn't kill anybody. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, press conference is over boys. Let's get him back in there. But what was kind of strange on one of them, and maybe I was just looking into it a little bit too much, but right when it started, they're in the hallway, and it's a bunch of like news dudes that are like turning on their cameras, and right before he's getting locked out, somebody said, we've got to indoctrinate this guy. Hmm. I was like, hmm, that's weird. But to me, what like you guys are doing, right that's now. like what we're doing. But it could have been just a simple, oh, you know, we're news guys all talking to each other, blah 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 blah, and the thing in the hallway. Hey, we got to indoctrinate this guy on like how we do business here, something like that. Or when I, my mind immediately went into like the whole secret society, Mace Mason connection, all the numbers, sacrifice of the king. You know, in the Dealey Plaza, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, that's like one of the levels of the indoctrination process, like mm-hmm. the 33 degrees. Yeah. Program. Whoa. It's cool. So much weird shit. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. You know what Bill Gates would say about it? Well, he's dead, so. Well, <laughs> he's dead. And That's now we're eating beef, but you don't get to eat beef. <laughs> Everybody else does. I don't know. I th- wow. It's a Rubik's Cube dog. Yep. But my question to you guys is, do you think that John Hurt was a cutout? Based on the things that we know, do you think that he was still in the game and that he was being a, that he was a, a cutout mm. for this dude? I don't think you're ever out of the game. Yahtzee. That's true. If you know all that shit. Supposedly, mm-hmm. you either stay in it or now was if he? Not, you did. <laughs> you did. Ex agent. <laughs> Who? John Hurt. Ex. Yeah. Like. Mike ah. Baker. Like what? Mike Baker. Ah. <laughs> oh yeah, Mike Baker. <laughs> Here's the thing, Joe. <laughs> Smoking on my cigar here. Check oh. out my show. Yeah, just check out my show. This is China. Did you watch that thing where Joe was trying to talk to him about the recent uh, assassination stuff that was released? Hmm. And he just like talks in a big freaking circle. I'm like, dude, stop having this guy on. You, he never says anything. I didn't see that. 
Watch my show. Did you see my cock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just annoying. It's like, dude, you're still in the game, bro. Mm-hmm. Look at you. If you're somebody that important. Yeah. Keeping tabs on what's going on with old, old Joe Rogan. Which got a shot of my Joe? retirement. <laughs> yeah. Just like all those dudes that jump into the whole being a... Uh, um, where they're you're like a news what do they call that you're like a news pr- professional come in and they ask you questions mm-hmm. shoot what's like that the, term uh, I know what you're talking yeah. about but I don't know the, the but they like they use you as a as a as a person like a, a, a professional industry type of insider and so they they ask you questions about something that's going on over here and you're there uh like an analyst or something like that i forget yeah, there's a term for it but i forgot what it's called but analyst yeah but that's what they do and the guys like him they go on fox and oh yeah <laughs> yeah no and all they're doing is disinformation they're just feet you know moving the moving the the goal post moving the they ball somewhere else it, on the table they just, keep yeah. it muddy Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of think that there's a possibility that John Hurt was still in the game, that he was a cutout. But at the same time, looking at Oswald's past, you know, I really feel like that dude was kind of like just like some low hanging fruit. And then, like you said earlier, where they just eh, had enough on the dude to be able to go, hey, this is the background. We're going to use this guy. He's perfect. He was Marine dude. Blah, 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 blah. They probably yeah. had a bunch of other people that yeah. were that yeah. they were. They're like looking at files. They're like, like oh, no, not this guy. Oh, this guy. guy, this guy. Oh, this guy's perfect. Yeah. He's from that area. He's from Fort Worth. We sent him out here to do this and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Exactly. This is so. the most viable <laughs> candidate. Then at the end of the little picking up his phone like naga not gonna work here not gonna work here anymore anyway gonna be dead don't have to pay any but i'm still i am convinced though that that dude was supposed to be clipped way sooner than he did Mm -hmm. i i kind of think that jack ruby and because the uh, witnesses saw with tippet two guys and Mm -hmm. then two guys ran away and tippet got tippet got killed i kind of think that jack ruby and tippet were supposed to go clip him Mm-hmm. And then something happened, and uh, you know, yep, he they took just off running. Missed him, yeah. And now they're like, "Oh and shit!" The whole to thing scramble. just sounds like it just turned into a shit show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was supposed to go one way, and it yeah, just fucking went yep. haywire. Went, it went and high and right. It should have been do do do. Oh no, we got the guy, but everything just went. And then they had to yeah. call in everybody else. From yeah. all angles. Yeah. All starting from the delays in the motorcade yep. and then the ambulance not being there at the right time to stop them at the intersection and yeah, just all yep. fell apart. They did, though, a lot of people don't know that, that there was, there was a plan in three different cities. There was one in Chicago, one in Dallas, and one in uh, Miami. Mm-hmm. And that he was going to get, he was going to get, uh, Kennedy was going to get done in one of those places, but they didn't know which one. Yeah, I think, it, like, the Miami one, like, the word got out on that, 
and they arrested. That's right some because the, that's right. The FBI uh, heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Because I think Miami was first, mm-hmm. and then Dallas, and then the backup was Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Chicago. So, anyway. Yeah, yeah. You guys got anything else on this, Mo? It's all fucked. The whole thing is. We'll never know. Oswald did it. No, nope. he's dead. So well, <laughs> Bill Gates. He's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, I guess next week we'll come back. I'm thinking that maybe we should talk about the Dealey Plaza stuff and some of the occult connection stuff. So we kind of like beat a dead horse with Oswald because mm. we all know he did it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but there's some other closed. weird, weird ass stuff. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Cool. Well, here's. Here's to uh, episode 39 in the books. Mm-hmm. Liquid D up. <sighs> Thanks for chilling with us, y'all. And um, if uh, you like what we're doing, probably not. But if you do, <laughs> do a little uh, drop a drop a line in there. If you don't mind, a little comment here or there. A good comment would help us out with mm-hmm. the ratings situation. And have an awesome Friday, people. Yeah. And, 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 and we became a big thing in Illinois. I don't know how, but we had like 79 downloads in Illinois. I was like, huh. Well, thanks, Illinois. Yeah. Right back at you, <laughs> Illinois. Oh, the S is silent. Anyway, we will catch you all next week with one more episode, another episode of Cohen Doc Pro. But Cheers. until then, later. Later.